Welcome to the How to Write and Self-Publish Your Travel Book Show. This podcast brings you the most up-to-date and relevant advice, tips, and strategies to get your travel book in front of a global audience. And here's your host, travel writer and digital nomad, Jay Artali. Hello, today's podcast is all about fast drafting, and it's a follow-up episode to episode number 38, where I covered an introduction to fast drafting. And today's episode is all about what to fast draft. Have you ever read a article or a travel book and you feel like you're actually transported back to the destination? Good writers know that they have to engage their senses and focus on a few choice details and create a synergy between themselves, the reader and the environment. And this method uses imagery to create an ambiance that's crucial to establish a sense of place. When you're fast drafting, you can't and you shouldn't try to describe all the details of your day. If you try and do this, then you'll abandon your fast drafting habit before you even got started. And not only would it be overwhelming for you to do, but it's also overwhelming for your reader to try and absorb too much detail. And it's much better to pick out a few choice details that are representative of your day's adventures. These little details give your readers something to latch onto and help ground them in your travel writing. Even if you're trying to recreate broad strokes images of your day, you still need to create little elements as anchor points so that your imagery is a collection of big images with small details. Here's an example from Gabriel Marquez's 100 Years of Solitude. Moncado was a village of 20 adobe houses built on the bank of a river of clear water that ran along a bed of polished stones, which were white and enormous like prehistoric eggs. Gabriel's use of language is a shot of adrenaline to her imagination. Even though he's trying to create a sense of place about a village, you're instantly focused on the detail of the polished stone And the natural tendency of a reader is to recreate that image in their mind. And when a writer can get you to do that, they've transported you to the place they're writing about. So if you were fast drafting this scene, the elements to pick out would be the clear water and white stones like prehistoric eggs. Then when you get back home to write your travel article, You've got the memory triggers you need to recreate an evocative memory of your trip. As well as focusing on the right details, we need to also focus on the right words. Readers need an easy escape, so if your writing is full of empty adjectives that don't convey any imagery, or they trip up over clunky or overused cliches, the only thing they'll want to escape from is your writing. So your words need to be easy to digest and your descriptions need to be clear and concise. So here's an example. The sweeping views of the Norfolk countryside need to be absorbed, not scanned. The wooden sails of the whitewashed windmill creak slowly round, pointing across a field of lightning yellow rapeseed, whose swollen pollen dances in the sunlight. In the distance, pregnant sheep explore the flat landscape like drifting clouds. Everything moves slower in the country. Your breathing slows and your mind finds a stillness. This example uses show, don't tell. It doesn't mention that it's spring, but the mention of sheep, pollen and rapeseed 
it's implied. We've also used sensory elements of sight and sound and included the imagery of the sheep like clouds. Together, all of these create a sense of place. We're in the countryside and everything moves slower. If you've ever been to the countryside, you'll know exactly what the writer's talking about. When you write about your experience using sensory details, it'll transport your reader back to a time and place when they had a similar experience, and they'll apply their personal memories to your piece of writing. And this makes it easier for them to have a personal connection to your writing. It's like a shared experience. Now, as humans, we're all looking for ways to connect. And your role as a travel writer is to create these scenarios that make it easy for our readers to connect. So when you're fast drafting the scene, what you want to do is pick out sensory elements that are going to help trigger your memories when it's time to write the article. So a whitewashed windmill, the wooden sails creaking, bright yellow rapeseed, pollen, pregnant sheep that look like clouds, your breathing slowed. All of these capture what you see, what you felt, what you heard. You could also capture what you smelt and what you touched. You don't have to use all of your sensory observations in each article, but when you're fast drafting it, it's a good idea to scan each of your five senses and then include or ignore them when it comes time to write in your article. So let's look at our five senses. They're the sense of sound, sight, taste, smell and touch. Now I know it's easier to rely on your visual senses, but when you embrace all five, it elevates your writing from flat to multidimensional. Now each sense plays a unique role. By receiving information from the environment and relaying it to our brain for interpretation. And these sensory words have the power to recreate an image in your reader's mind. And it also allows them to visualize a scene based on their past observations and personal experiences. As travel writers, we need to create descriptive content that can transport our readers to a location or that helps them visualize the people that we've encountered. We need to give them a fly-on-the-wall experience and they'll be able to fully appreciate the scene that you've just shared. The more senses you rely on and the more specific your word choice, the better you can convey your experience and improve your travel writing. You'll have a glut of photographs from your day when you've been travelling and these are useful prompts for your visual senses. They're even good for helping you see things you missed when you were too busy photographing your surroundings but cameras aren't as effective to help you remember the other sensory elements. So during your fast drafting session, it's time to give your other four senses a seat at the table. Rather than making your reader feel like they're looking through a TV screen at what they see or hear, give your readers the opportunity to have a fly-on-the-wall experience by evoking their sense of taste, smell, touch and sound. I went into more detail about your five senses and how to use them to improve your travel writing in the podcast episode number 25. And we looked at how to use these five senses to bring your travel writing to life by looking at your environment and capturing what you see, what you hear, what you smell, what you taste, and what you touch or what touches you. So before you start your fast drafting habit, give episode number 25 a listen, and you'll get a great insight into how to incorporate those sensory elements into your fast drafted notes. My free download available on my website this month is a five senses travel journaling guide, which is the text version of that podcast. 
When you're trying to describe a person, place or thing, it can be overwhelming to know where to start the descriptive process. So the best approach is to break down what you're experiencing into individual elements and then try and assign a value to it. So let's go through the five senses and we'll look at some prompts that'll help to trigger some sensory memories. So let's start off by looking at sight elements. There's age, location, proximity, stance, color, size, shape, composition, symmetry, comparison to something else, any unusual characteristics, height, width, depth. And then if we look at sound, we could look at volume, the strength or weakness, any kind of distortion, the direction it's coming from, pitch, intensity, frequency, is it man-made or natural? When you look at taste, our taste buds use information to get five different taste sensations, and that's sweet, sour, salty, bitter, and umami, which is a savory taste different from saltiness. And then if we look at smell, so is it chemical or natural? Is it fresh? Is it decayed? How pungent is it? Is it sweet? Is it sour? And then for touch, is it hard or soft? Is a, a tingle? Is there an itch? Is it rough? Is it smooth? Is it pain? Is it a tickle? Is it hot? Is it cold? Is it loose? Is it stiff? So each of these senses conveys something different. And when you use strong descriptions to create an image in your reader's imagination, it's going to transport them into that travel experience and help your readers connect with the senses you're painting in your blog posts, in your articles, and in your books. You've been listening to How to Write and Self-Publish Your Travel Book Show, hosted by travel writer Jay Artali. Visit us at www.birdsofafeatherpress.com.